Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Pyle, and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my Melting Pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of A Melting Pot. And uh, this episode is all the way from Chiang Mai. As you've now finally discovered, I'm just, as I travel, I meet interesting people and, you know, I just pull out my recorder and I start chatting with them. So, um, so I've come to Chiang Mai on a girl's trip with seven of my friends and, you know, I've done lots of eating, lots of, you know, visiting temples. And then I came across um, Frank and I said, okay, I can't leave Chiang Mai without chatting with interesting people, you know. So here I am. Uh, welcome to my show, Frank. Um, thank you so much for for talking to me. And okay, I'm going to give you guys a little secret we're actually sitting in the car because because the restaurant was a bit too noisy um being a sunday it's really really busy uh so we decided to sit in the car but anyways um thank you so much again frank for talking to me thank you for having me great um so i understand you are french i am yes. i'm from paris and uh, I've been working in Paris for like uh, 25 or 30 years uh, in, in big corporation. Okay. And uh, at a middle level of management. And uh-huh. I decided that it was enough and uh, I needed to do something else and to move on. Okay. So, um, well, basically you have three choices on that kind of figure. Uh, the first one would be to start a company if mm-hmm. you have an ID. So what you were doing in Paris had nothing to do with food. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, I, I was in the <laughs> IT business. And IT then, business. And okay. Then telecom yeah. business. Right? Okay. Yeah. And so, um, so I wanted to be free. Okay. And uh, uh, by launching a company, just great if you have a good idea, which was not the case. So uh-huh. the second position is buying a com- an existing company, which is super risky. And we're talking about a few millions euro. Uh, 
month that was not really what I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. the last resort was, okay, let's try to find someone that want to launch an activity in France, since I know very well, right. or in Europe, and right. I will take care of that. Right. Sadly, uh, almost all international companies, they do their shopping, their human shopping in London into headhunters. Right. And those guys are looking for someone that... I, done that exactly that already right, right so i decided to go to the source and say well i'm gonna you know uh, uh, meet some entrepreneur that are in elsewhere than in europe and talk to them and try to convince them i'm the good solution for them to open up a subsidiary in europe okay so two choices west or east Well, West, I know, I've been there many times, the U.S., I mean, and working for many uh, U.S. companies. So I'd rather go East. And then 15 years ago, China, East, Singapore, Hong Kong, well, don't need to explain. So yeah. um, luckily for me, I had the friends that were living in Bangkok. So I use Bangkok as a hub. Okay. And I use my network, uh, my, my business school network, to visit Hong Kong, Singapore, Taiwan, to meet guys and, and to find out if I could finally uh, uh, meet someone that'd be interesting in, in my, my project. Right. Well, I forgot a little thing that I met someone in Bangkok finally. Okay. Which is my wife now. Oh, nice. And, uh, and you. So, you as you, your wife. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and finally, uh, deciding that even... Singapore or Hong Kong were a bit far if you want to be located in Thailand. Right. And I met someone and uh, a guy and we had an idea. And so we started a company, a marketing company in, in Bangkok. Okay. We worked for three years. Then we had uh, an economical crisis that just crushed us. Oh, gosh. So, and this was also IT? No, that was marketing. That marketing. Was, yeah, Sorry, yeah. you said marketing. Yeah. And so, uh, well... We, we put that company to sleep for a few months. Mm-hmm. Then we did it again on, on also marketing also, but a bit different, promoting some luxury brands. Okay. And that was kind of nice and, and developing a lot the, the network. Okay. But uh, I had something a lot more important than work or money arriving, which was triplets, three little guys. Uh, they're not seven, but... At, oh, my God. Uh, so, is that why yes, you're... Yes, it is. That's why that's the why you're, called triplets. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, oh, I was wondering when I was driving up here uh-huh. as to why triplets. Now uh-huh. I get it. Oh, my God. So, it's three boys. Three boys. Okay. And, uh, well, at, at the very beginning in Bangkok, you can manage that. Yeah. Because, you know, cost of life is not that bad. Yeah. You can have nannies. You can have a big apartment. But then, well... What do you do? You do you you spend hours in a car. Uh, you go in a park. Uh, you've done that ten times. It's enough. Yeah. And the pollution and yeah. the noise. Yeah. Then you go to the mall, and you don't want your kids to be raised in a mall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so finally, you you decide that maybe it's time for you to move. So same two solution: north or south. Right. Well, south is sadly not really my thing now anymore. Too much tourists, too too many tourists, too expensive, Samui and, and Phuket. And you need to have a big city when you have kids. You know, yeah. you, you want them to go to a decent school. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm Paris-born, so right. it's difficult for me to live in the middle of nowhere. So You're a city boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we decided to take a look at Chiang Mai. Okay. And the first try was a big success. We loved it. Mm. So we came to two, three, four times, we finally find a house, we rent a house, so we live there for a few months, and uh, we were look. We decided that, okay, that's the right spot, we're going to buy something, right. and we'll see.
see what happened. Right. And, um, and very quickly, we realized that it was tough to have kids and to go somewhere with those kids because kids, like five times a day, they ask for food. They're hungry, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So two solutions. Either you go to a kid's place and you look at your watch every 15 minutes because you want to leave. <laughs> Or yeah. you go to a more adult place yeah. and then it's your kids after half an hour, they want to leave, they want to do something. <laughs> so that's where the idea started. And um, there were uh, already in Chiang Mai a restaurant very similar to that, but I thought that the balance was not exactly where I would like it to be. Right. So um, so we, we look, we were very lucky to have a friend that told us that she knew a place for sale and uh, uh, that could be a restaurant. Right. We find the place, right. we transform the place. Right. And that's how we end up doing a restaurant. So why a restaurant? I just explained. But why a restaurant also? It's because I'm a food lover. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was super lucky to have a father that was a, a crazy food lover in okay. Paris. Right. 40 years ago so wow. so i've been so you've grown up and exposed yes. to yeah yes. good food exactly. and, yeah yeah and i've been traveling quite extensively also. right right and uh, and i spent 10 years in bangkok right. and during those 10 years yeah. i've met many friends yeah. among them very good french chef so when i started my project right i asked them advice yeah and they told me the right stuff means First of all, don't do French cuisine hmm. because you're going to, you know, people will be scared of heavy food, yeah. expensive food. Yeah. Yeah. Be more informal. So yeah. Mediterranean yeah. sounds a lot less scary. Right. right? <laughs> Especially for Thai, they can, you know, they can uh, think of Italian food or, yeah. or Spanish food. So yeah. they, they, they will take it easy uh, more likely. Then um, don't go for something complicated. Do simple recipe. Right. Try to do it perfectly. Right. And don't go for a chef. Yeah. Try to find a good cook. Right. Because for the size of my restaurant and what we're aiming for, right. we don't need someone that will cost a lot of money yeah. and will be difficult to manage. Yeah. So we put together all those things, we test it, and uh, well, at the beginning that was okay, and then it became more and more okay. And yeah. now I, I think we, we're serving a decent food. The kids are super happy. Yeah. We have a different view, meaning I'm happy when I cannot park my car in the parking lot. Right. They're happy when there's no one and they can use the playground for Correct. themselves, right? <laughs> and it's three of them, so they don't really need anyone exactly. else. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah, that's pretty much why I'm now in Chiang Mai and why I've done the restaurant. Okay. And uh, you decided to call it triplets because of your triplets. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And um, so how, how many years ago did you set this up? That we celebrated three years in September. So okay. We, we, we're marching in the fourth years now. Okay, mm. that's good. So, um, so I saw that you serve Mediterranean and Thai food. Yes. Okay. And Isan too. Okay. But only weekdays and only for lunch. Okay. There's a, a good reason for that. It's, it's my wife's cooking. Isan, oh. So she cannot do that, you know, all day long. So all day, yeah. Just doing for, for Special. Five, five days on, oh, on lunch. Oh, nice. Yes. That's yes. excellent. So can you explain the location? Because, I mean, I mean I've mean, i been driving around Chiang Mai. It's my first trip here. Okay. And um, it's so spread out that I'm not able to quite get my head around okay. what is downtown. 
town. Um, are there different municipalities in Chiang Mai yes. or how does it work? And why did you choose this location? You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payo, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. Chiang Mai is very easy. You have the old city that okay. is a square okay. and with a canal all around. Okay. Then, of course, the expanse of the real city is much wider. Okay. But pretty much the airport will be the limit of the southwest part of the city. Okay. Right? Okay. And uh, all around, you have uh, municipalities. Okay. So the southwest municipality is called Hangdong. Hangdong. That's where okay. we are. Okay. It's the base of the mountain. Oh, right? I see. If okay. you go northwest, okay. you go almost immediately in the mountain. Okay. There's a small town there called Merim. Okay. That's where 40, 50 years ago, they started to build nice villa, the rich people from ah. Bangkok. That's where they settled down, okay. right? Okay. But it's a bit remote. Right. So most uh, uh, Muban, I don't know if you're familiar with this. Uh, no. Muban is a village in Thai. Okay. But it's also um, those little real estate projects with all those independent houses around okay. the pool or something like that. Okay. So most Muban are... There's a lot of them in Hangdong. Okay. Uh, the location is very practical because, as you've seen, we're out of the city. Yeah. And yeah. it's still 15 minutes from the airport. Okay. So very convenient. Yeah. And um, and it's for me, it's the nicest location in Chiang Mai because you've got the mountain right away. Yeah. And you're on the way to Doin Tanon, which is the highest mountain in Thailand. Right. And uh, so it, it, it's quite practical. Our restaurant yeah. is located just before Bantawai. Bantawai, you will know for sure because that's the place where they do all the furniture in wood. Oh, I see. You also okay. have lots of art handicraft. Right, and right. Also, uh, uh, I think that's where my friends are now. Okay. Yes, <laughs> While yes. I'm chatting all with right. you. <laughs> so it, okay. it's really yeah. next door. So, okay. Uh, so, okay. We, we so what kind of a clientele do you have? I mean, okay, like... Um, I would... Probably uh, half, 50% are Thai. Okay. From the neighborhood? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, now we are a bit popular uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Right. So we also have people from Bangkok. And as I said earlier, you don't have so many choice if you have kids. So right. uh, pretty much I will appear on, yeah. on, on the list. Okay. Uh, we have a lot of Chinese lately, but okay. those guys live in Chiang Mai, most of them. Ah. We have only a little bit tourists. Okay. Uh, probably those Chinese are coming probably because we must be on Weibo, which is the Chinese uh, Facebook. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly, yeah. 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 And uh, so we're quite popular there too. So we have all those guys coming. I'm happy to have them. Okay. I might say that I'm happy, especially if they live in Chiang Mai, because right. it's a different profile. Their mindset the, is yes, different, yes, yeah, yes, from the ones who come directly and, from, and, yeah, yeah, I more understand. More aware of yeah, the way yeah. to behave yeah, in, yeah. in Thailand. Yeah. And, um, and then if you go a little closer, uh, I would say uh, I have also a, a big proportion of mixed couple. Okay. Kids, right? Yeah. Like me, which yeah. makes sense. And so, are there a lot of mixed couples living in Chiang Mai? Yeah, I think so. 
Okay. Yes, yes. Because I guess it's, you know, there's no pollution. It's a nice way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's food, there's, you know, nice, beautiful villas to live in. So I think, and then you have the mountains. So the air is a lot cleaner. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I can understand why people would prefer to make this their home as compared to a Phuket or a, a clearly a Bangkok mm-hmm. because, you know, of the city life. Yes. So, hmm, that's interesting. Um, so, I mean, what do you find similarities between the French culture and the Thai culture? Did Many. you? Yeah, I, I would have thought so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, both culture are food lovers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's only a few people on earth that are able to eat food and talk about food that are not related to what they're eating. Right, right. right. And Thai and French are really among that, like Italian people too. Right, right. Um, that's one really big similarity. The The other one is, uh, actually, the size of the country is about the same. Hmm. The difference of the country, meaning uh, France also has a north part and a south part and yeah. an east part and a west part, yeah. just like Thailand. Yeah. Uh, very, very different people. Um, I mean, if you talk to a guy from Marseille in France yeah. or from Brittany or yeah. from Paris, yeah. well, do it in Thailand from Bangkok or from Isan or from the south or yeah. from Chiang Mai. Yeah. You, you'll have the same difference. I'm mm. not saying that they're similar, the, the, the province are similar, yeah. but I'm, I'm saying that the difference are very similar. Mm. Uh, uh, then probably also the location of Thailand mm. within the region. It's very central in ASEAN. Yes. Like France, with, right. you know, Spain and, and Italy for the really south. Right. And, and Germany, Belgium and England. So yeah. UK, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, this also makes uh, uh, the country, uh, the position of the country an interesting, I would say, economical yeah. Uh, 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 situation. Yeah. And uh, talking about that, I believe also that the touristy side, hmm. you know that France welcomes something like 100 million people a year. Yeah. And uh, Thailand is also the most visited country in this area. In the region, yeah. And because uh, there's so many islands as well. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a little for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I would say, unlike French people, Thai people are most of them super nice mm-hmm. and very helpful. Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying French people are nasty. I'm just saying many of them are really in a hurry. So it's complicated <laughs> to get some help, right. especially if you're in Paris. Right, right. Uh, but, you know, the, the, yeah, uh, I would say. That. So how long did it take you to learn the language? I, I'm... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the, this is a, 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 a really complicated <laughs> topic because uh, it was I it took me forever to learn English. Oh, okay. And I love the the music. I love the literature. I love the movies. So I had a lot of help. Right, right. right. And I I study English uh, uh, since I was eleven. Yeah. So I think I wasn't able to correctly talk before twenty, twenty one, twenty two, something like that. Right, right. So forget about Thai. I can I can take a <laughs> cab. I can ask him to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I can understand a few things because basically the usual conversation for Thais are about food, about money, and, yeah. and you know that's about it. Yeah. So, so as long as you you're, you're able to get that. <laughs> 
that you're okay. <laughs> but, um, but that's sad. It's complicated for me because uh, as a business owner, I need to interact with many yeah, people. Yeah. And many of them that don't speak English, English. or French. <laughs> so so yeah. French, it's really, uh, really bad for mm. them not to talk English. <laughs> that, would be, that would be useful, but it's a shame they don't speak, speak that, French. That, you know, yeah. that, that's about <laughs> a few billion people. So, so how do you, I mean, so... Clearly, you now consider you've lived in Thailand long enough. Mm -hmm. So you consider Thailand home? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. And, um, and the kids? So uh, I was lucky enough to, uh, a friend of mine that she studied in UCLA for the, that kind of configuration of family when you have, you know, diverse nationality and languages. And yeah. she told me very useful advice. Talk only your mother language, both of you. So right. since uh, uh, since they're born, I'm talk French to them. Yeah. And my wife talk uh, Thai. Thai to them. Yeah. And um, so their first language is of course Thai. Yeah. But the second is French. Okay. And the third one is English because okay. that's what they do at school. At school, right? yeah. They, they're yeah. bilingual systems. So yeah. They learn Thai and English. And uh, but now they, you know. They, they progress a lot in English because of the school. So they also have private lesson of French so that keep... They can know, keep uh, up uh, with yeah. their grandparents yeah. yes. when they go back home yeah. to your... I mean, to France, yeah. To France, yeah. Um, so tell me a little more about your your staff. Uh, like, are they people from the neighborhood? Do they have experience? Do you do you and you train them? Or how does it work? And how, how large is your team? Okay, so uh, there's 10 people working. Okay. Uh, we have one gardener. Okay. We have one cleaning woman. Okay. We have four people on the floor. Okay. Waitresses. Waitresses, yeah. And we have four people in the kitchen. Okay. So the kitchen is quite easy. We have one very good cook. Okay. She could be a chef, but she doesn't have the management skills. Skills, right? okay. But she's a very, very good cook. Okay. We have a sous chef. Okay. That is pretty much like her, but not as gifted. Right. And uh, we have someone focusing on the pizza. Okay. Uh, actually delicious here. Okay. And, and we have someone that do the preparation. Okay. Right? So the four of them are, are quite... It's a good team now. Okay. The, the, uh, the, the chef is here since the beginning. Okay. The sous chef was away and then she came back. Uh, I, I would say we stabilize that for a year now. Okay. It's, it's doing okay. Okay. We still have some industrial accidents. Yeah. But I which guess it's everywhere, which right? is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, so this is really your passion and your life now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Of okay. Course, of course. Yeah. But now, since I'm not the chef, yeah, uh, uh, I will be more on the floor and, yeah. and you know meeting people, yeah, making sure they relax and yeah. they're having good so time. So making it more personalized yes. and so yeah, I mean, it, uh, looking around, it gives a feeling of uh, it's very homely, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's. Once you've achieved that, uh, people will want to keep coming back. Yes, the food is important, um, you know, but I think also what you, the kind of personalized attention you give uh, also makes a lot of difference. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, then the people you're talking to, they want, they feel so important and they would, they say, okay, we'd like to go back to triplets because they're such nice people. You know, they take care yeah, yeah. of us. Of course, it's, yeah. it's extremely important. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Mm, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm really, really happy to talk to you. My Thank pleasure. you, Frank. Um, I'd love to say hello 
to you as well if she's around. Of course, of course. Yeah. And um, good luck Thank and you. you know enjoy Chiang Mai and you know this beautiful environment that you're living in. Yes. Um, and I hope the next time I'm back in Chiang Mai, I'll come and say hello to you. Oh, yes, and I have some pleasure. Mediterranean food yes, as well. Yes, you should try. You should try. I will. Thank you okay. so much. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. From IT to food. From France to Thailand. I think that's quite a journey. Frank says it took him just a few months to feel like Thailand was more home than Paris. And I can totally understand why. He was also saying that he loves his wife more than food. And I think that's so nice to hear. Triplets is a very charming place. Lots of open space which is possible in a place like Chiang Mai where the kids can play in a safe environment and the adults can also have a good time. I remember when my daughter was a lot younger, that's what we used to look for for all our travels. Of course, we have just one daughter as compared to Frank and you who have triplets and all three are boys. That must be such a handful. So they really started triplets eat and play for their triplets. Their playground is made of natural bamboo. And while I was there, I saw plenty of sweaty kids of different ages just freely running around. Do go have a meal at Triplets Eat and Play when you're in Chiang Mai next. It is a casual dining place with or without kids. You will be relaxed and have a really, really good meal. So for now, this is Pyle signing off. But we'll be back with another exciting episode for just you, my listeners. 